Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. And we're back once again for ESSR Central here on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. I'm your host as always because no one can be asked to pull their socks up in this group and do anything. Ross McLeod joined by two people I don't mind. Two people I don't actively root against as Ron Swanson would say. One of them is the East West co-host Grant McRobbie. Pleasure, pleasure Ross. You know, making an appearance, being one of the people that puts in a shift. No, no, it's nice isn't it. <laughs> Maybe an idea for people on a wrestling podcast. But anyway, moving swiftly on, someone I don't actively root against because, well, I haven't spoke to him yet. That could change by the end of the night. He's the owner and owner, operator, founder, and head of the Secret Santa Committee at Scottish Wrestling Network. He is Billy Strachan. Yeah, Secret Santa, because I just buy myself gifts each year. But yeah, I, I have the same thought. We might hate each other by the end of this. <laughs> what would team do you support? <laughs> I don't, I don't like the football. I don't care. Oh, well, there we go. That's it. Hang up. Hang up. Back <laughs> <laughs> like aside. No. <laughs> so, to change it up a wee bit, because we do have two guests on this week, I'm going to let the guests start off with what they want to talk about and the weird and wild world of wrestling. So, Grant, why don't you start us off? What news story caught your attention this week? I think the big one that caught my attention this week is the a dream match, a match made in heaven or hell, depending on who who is who's going to be in the receiving end of the battering. When AEW announced a buy-in as part of Rampage, which some people find a bit odd because it's going to go for free on YouTube, but we're getting the dream match of the American Dragon Brian Danielson against Minoru Suzuki, a match that has only happened once before in 2004. I I, I don't get the hype about Suzuki. I'll be honest, guys. Um, I think it's come late to the game with with Suzuki. That's probably it. That's, that's, that's all it'll be. Um, I, don't, I haven't seen these big performances, uh, but it sounds like an amazing match. It's, there's a lot of hype around it, so why not? Go for it. See, if there's a phone out here, I'll take the blame because I went to unmute my <laughs> mic to say, yes, yes, that could be a dream match and Billy went right in like, no, what a pish. Pish, Grant. No, no. Like I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll be good, but I mean... No, no, Billy, I, you said what you said. We all heard it. It's all right. <laughs> Good start. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's obviously it's Dynamite Friday this week, Grant. Uh, Saturday for Dynamite uh, Rampage on Saturday. Friday um, because they announced another buy-in match, which was Lee Moriarty against Bobby Fish. Which everyone knows who Bobby Fish is these days, and Lee Moriarty is a very talented up-and-comer in the American Indies. Who, if you've not seen and not heard, give his stuff a look. He's a technical wizard. Really fantastic to watch. All right. So it, it is a weird one. It's um, SmackDown this week is doing a is doing a commercial three. I think it's a half hour, is it not? Or is it two and a half hours commercial three? It's one or the other. Either the, the, the half hour at the end of the two hours is commercial free or two and a half hours is commercial free. I can't remember. But... Essentially, I think it's running into Dynamite. It's running into Rampage. So Rampage are doing a buy-in running into the last half hour of SmackDown. So essentially, they're going up against each other again. Um, Billy, I saw a, I saw an interview with Tony Khan saying about 
like, oh, they're going up against my show again. Like, I really don't see the problem, to be honest with you. Like, they, I mean, they do a half hour, so you do a half hour. Like, it's a bit tit for tat. You can't just turn around and go, he started it. Oh, Tony's had a bit of a, a, a week, hasn't he? He's uh, he's all over the place, all these interviews and having a slow melt, well, not even slow, just a meltdown. Um, just going, ah, we're the best. Here's my here's my penis. It's bigger than everyone else's. And <laughs> oh, I'm getting sick of him, to be honest. <laughs> I'm getting sick of Tony Khan. I thought he wasn't supposed to be a character. I thought he was supposed to be kind of silent in the background. And here he is all over the place. I like oh. that. I like that. I think we spoke about this, Grant. Um, that with the EVPs, the likes of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Cody being sort of EVPs in name only, that they've focused on the wrestling and being putting on, you know, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks have been sensational recently. And Tony Khan taking control of the booking has gave it a direction and it's been really good. Tony Khan, the booker, is great. Tony Khan, the person, kind of gets on my tits. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I'm, I'm alright with it because to be honest at the end of the day Vince McMahon could be like that in the past as well Tony's big difference is he makes his appearances on interviews and stuff like that but he's not been like an on-screen personality and also looking at some of the other matches that are kind of confirmed for Rampage like Punk and Matt Seidel that should be an absolute banger and you know Punk that's more points for me in the draft and Ruby Soho and the Bunny but I think the big one to me I don't know if either of you have been really UFC fans in the past, but in our circle going up against men of the year with Junior Dos Santos, that's quite a big one. Yeah, I've seen that. That's, um, <clears throat> I didn't think they were going to have these MMA guys debut for a while. I thought it was going to be a, a couple of months of beatdowns and will they, won't they? But no, it seems like these guys are ready to go. Aye, Dos Santos being in there and then at ringside it's also going to be Masvidal. I was like, oh my God, this is like, because I used to love watching those guys in the UFC. So, this is, as much as Dan Lambert is a pain in the tits, the man can really, really annoy you. And I suppose that's oh, his job. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a good, annoying uh, Billy. He's, he doesn't have X Pack in the night. Uh, <laughs> sorry, not in the 90s. X Pack was, I always laugh when people say X Pack heat in the 90s. He was so over. But then doing the retro review, I got to like 2000, 2001, and everyone's just like, Go away, go away. Dan Lambert has, has good heat. He is X-Pac versus Kane heat, not X-Pac versus Road Dog heat. Yeah, I like it. I mean, just absolutely sidebar this with X-Pac. Uh, I loved in, in the invasion, he was still in WWF side and was still booed. Like, he, know, there was no chance for X-Pac. He's <laughs> going up against Tajiri, though. Tajiri's not a heel. I, I always laugh when they try to make Tajiri heel. He's just so lovable. Uh, absolutely, but thank you for explaining more about AEW to me because I, I don't know if it's if, I don't know if I've, I've proven that I don't really watch AEW a lot because uh, too much of it it just seems a bit too I don't know neck beardy uh, the the the, uh, the Twitter the Twitter contingent the majority anyway they're all just like if you don't like if you don't like AEW you're wrong and I'm just like oh, fuck you then I'm thinking they're gonna watch it then <laughs> just, oh, I, I, tw Twitter I, ruins wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Like like wrestling fans and MMA fans. Are wrestling fans and karate fans? Are wrestling fans and wrestling fans? Damn wrestling fans. They ruined wrestling. <laughs> Absolutely. I've, I've, I've now taken to, if I see any headline or any tweet, I just add, in my opinion, at the end of it. And it's like, ah, oh, that's fine. 
that just makes everything yeah, better. I can yeah. just take yeah, it all everyone rationing on the internet. Grant, no one, no one yells at anyone for having an opinion on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. No, no one ever does that. And, you know, it's the thing, I'm not AEW isn't it for everyone. Like, to me, it was a natural for me because I was a big fan of a lot of the guys they brought into AEW before, and I needed something different. I mean, we've even got Dante Martin against Malachi Black. We've got Brian Danielson, Bobby Fish, Lucha Brothers against a mass tag team who we don't know who it is yet. But if you ask Callum in the group chat and on the ESSR group chat, you get so what sounds like someone having an absolute meltdown, possibly a Tony Khan outtake, trying to explain the names. <laughs> We're fighting nine nights from tonight. Nine nights from tonight. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to see like a company that is giving WWE a wee bit of competition and stuff like that. And yeah, you know, and I like the fact that Raw the past few weeks has been getting pro- SmackDown. I think stayed progressively good. Roman Reigns on the show has been really good. They have a lot of new up and comers. I like the fact that in the draft, a lot of the up and comers, people have not been used, moved to SmackDown. But Raw the past few weeks, especially with Big E at the helm, I think has been good. And yeah, like if it brings WWE to shell and gives them a kick up the arse and is like, right, we need, we need to do something here. I'm all for it. Um, someone who could have been a big player in WWE, unfortunately no longer with the company, but good news for the British and Irish independent scene is past his 90 day no compete clause is the former Killian Dane, Big Demo and Billy, I believe. He is what you wanted to talk about this week. It is because uh, he's he's everywhere. That's oh hang on, I've picked up the wrong notepad. <laughs> I've just got my work notes instead. That's very awkward to start reading out. I can't do that. Um, so yeah, uh, big demo on air. Oh, I work in insurance. It would be even more boring than than anything else <laughs> I could cough up my head. But uh, yeah, demo's back. Uh, he he was announced for fear and loathing, and he's now got a bald head. So that's a. Uh, <laughs> win for win for us bald guys uh, with beards. Another another hero to look up to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because the rock was getting tiresome. <laughs> um, so yeah, we've got OTT. He's uh, I think that's his first date back uh, in Ireland with Kings of North against everyone's favourite Will Osprey and Aussie Open. So that sounds cool uh, in Europa and Belfast. I don't know if, if any of you guys are going. <laughs> Uh, OTT's on my blacklist of promotions along with ICW that I'm never going to go into again, ever. <laughs> well, speaking of, uh, he's <laughs> Andy Wilde at ICW as well. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's uh, doing well. Rev Pro, is that, is that anywhere near your list? Rev Pro is actually the big one for me because he's going up against one of the New Japan Young Lions, Yota Suji. That is a big one for me that I'd love to get down to. I am so glad you said his name because I wrote it down and I was like, well, I'll get the first bit. But I have no idea what I'm doing for the second bit. But thank God you've, you've said it. But yeah, uh, Demo's back and he's in the UK for uh, a month or so uh, doing seminars and what have you. So that should be a, a bit of a boost for for tickets, I suppose. Uh, is there any, any matches that you'd, you'd want to see him try and tick off while he's here? Any Anyone in mind? I... I think ICW on the network and Progress on the network I've kind of not watched them like they've never been more accessible but I've just I've never just because fans were away I was just like they started doing shows with no fans as soon as WWE and like AEW started getting fans back so like I never wanted to go back to the empty arenas (laughs) so I've not really watched I know people. Oh, it's just because you know he talks about he talks on the podcast, and you know he's friends with people on the podcast. But 
I think ADM is getting built really well in ICW, you know, Demo heading back to Source to do some seminars. Source was his home, you know, his home base of operations when he was in the UK. Alexander Darwin McAllen, the longest reigning Source champion in a non-COVID world. Um, just put that <laughs> asterisk there. I'd like to see the two of them go up together, you know, just two big meaty men slapping meat. Um, and the phrase will never go away. <laughs> see, speaking of big meaty men, Braun Strowman is now, you know, he's passed his 90 day. We'll talk about him a wee bit later on. I'd love to see Demo against Braun Strowman if someone could book it. It's supposed to be over, uh, Braun's supposed to be over in the UK in, in next year for uh, for the love of wrestling. There, There's big convention thing so who knows maybe, maybe a demo will be signed up as well and get a again big meat fest uh, going <laughs> see as long as, long as it's in the hammock for the love of wrestling week, weekend because Ross for us we're already booked that weekend that arsehole Wilson decided he's stag do then oh I know I know I had tickets to Blondie I had to sell it <laughs> oh my god that's thinking of demo matches in the UK um, there's one that I'd love to see him do at disco wrestling because I, th- I think he would actually have an ab- absolute barnstorm over Gene Money because Gene, when he puts on a serious match, is absolute gold. Yeah, I think you, you'll obviously know more about Gene Money than uh, myself, Billy, covering Scottish wrestling. Um, would that be a match you'd like to see? Uh, yeah, well, I, was, I was lucky enough to interview him for for my podcast, uh, so which everyone could go check out if they wish. Uh, so yeah, he, he comes across <laughs> a really nice guy, and I think that would be something that he would have earned because when when the pandemic and all this stuff happened, he was still churning away doing all these these either just fun stuff on Twitter, and he was doing uh, the the you're cordially invited thing with Charles Crowley, and he was keeping himself busy and and just putting out putting in the work. So. Why not? Because uh, G Money is—I think he's going to be a, a player in in Discovery if guys like Joe Hendry and that are end up going over to to US back to the Ring of Honor and stuff like that. I think G Money is going to be in a good position to to move up the card there. Yeah, absolutely. And well, guys, we've got the Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet community. We've got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all at Suplex Retweet. If you've got a a Kelly, sorry, a big demo. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't say demo. It's not his name anymore. No, Killian Dane's not his name anymore. He's demo. <laughs> um, if you've got a big demo dream match, let us know. Get in the conversation. Get involved. Um, so you started us off, uh, Grant, with AEW, and I want to go back to last week's it's first chance we've had to talk about this. Uh, Hangman Adam Page is back. He returns as the Joker. I think I think it's one of those ones in wrestling where. It's nice sometimes when the obvious thing is done. You know what I mean? The, the crowd wanted Hangman Adam Page back as a, you know, to fight Kenny Omega. And now it looks like he is going to be going up against Kenny Omega at full gear. Yeah, this is like, it's to me, it's obviously, they had their reason as to why they didn't pull the trigger before. This time, you know what? Some people may seem it feels a bit obvious and that, but it just it, it's so natural. He's so over. I mean, even Moxley was getting booed when he was chat when he was in the ring with Hangman at that ladder match. So it just it it it, it would be the feel good story because like Hangman has been full circle right from the get go, and this is the time. It it couldn't be any hotter now if he tried. 
Um, what's your thoughts on uh, Hangman and Page Billy? You had some controversial <laughs> remarks about Suzuki earlier. I, I don't have anything. I, I, Hangman's definitely one of uh, AEW's success stories. It isn't really like, oh, it's a WWE guy coming over. It's it's, it's for all intents and purposes, Hangman's an AEW guy, like 100%. Not he did something good in in WWE and came over to AEW, so to to see a like a a homegrown star uh, become the top champion of the company, it's a, maybe a bit of a risky move, uh, but like I say, it's it's the obvious one, and sometimes the obvious is the best. So yeah, uh, uh, it might might even tempt me to watch, and uh, maybe if if, they, if if whatever the next pay per view name is, they could do Hangman Page versus Suzuki. Um, it might change my mind about the guy. <laughs> yeah, well, um, it looks like you might be going up against um, going up against Kenny Omega. A leaked, a, a supposed leaked card um, for AEW's full gear pay per view has apparently been leaked. Grant, have you got the card there? I can get it. I did have a. I did have a look at. I did have a look at it. Um, where the hell's that link again? It was your Alan sent it in the chat earlier the day. To Give me like the best part of a minute and I'll find it. Because right. I, 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 I looked at the card and it, it was like some of it feels quite obvious that some of the matches were actually kind of interesting and I'm wondering how they're going to angle the story towards them. But well, just it. not. Find oh, it. You got it. All right, find Love it. The All right, so the, the this is the uh, the the leaked card um, from start to bottom, but they're they're saying that like the screenshots and everything is very hard to make out some of it, but. Yeah, they have Kenny Omega and Adam Page, which has already been announced. There's yeah. also Brian Danielson and John Moxley. That Lovely. actually, that actually has some beauty in in that uh, inner circle of these American top teams. So I'm going to guess that this match on Rampage this weekend is just the start of something much bigger. Yes, M- hope nothing. I think M- there will be more members. MGF v Darby Allen. Okay. That's- that's got legs. The next one to me is probably one of the most left field matches on the card, but I actually love it on paper. CM Punk vs Wardlow. That is a weird one. CM Punk seems to be. I don't know if you guys remember, but see when superstars first launch, and you had big stars on superstars fighting against like mid card guys that never usually fight. So like in twenty. 2009, sorry, you had Undertaker fighting Matt Hardy for some reason, and it was just, it was just weird. Like CM Punk does have this. I did see a meme uh, the other day saying Punk's return is like when they try to add Poochie to Itchy and Scratchy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, like, that's, it's a total left field one. They've got Britt Baker v's blank, so that's clearly one they couldn't come up with. Thunder Rosa v Jade Cargill, Christian Cage v Adam Cole, Young Bucks v Jurassic Express, Cody Rhodes v Malachi Black, or Andrade, Andrade El Idolo, or Miro, and the Lucha Brothers v FTR. That full gear card to me, in, in general, pretty much appeals to me on almost every level. Yeah, some really cool matchups there. Um, Billy, what jumped out at you? Well, I mean, we're, we're saying like the CM Punk Wardlow thing doesn't make sense, but, well, it's a bit left field, but remembering that it's Darby against MGF as well and of course CM Punk and Darby have a little bit of a thing in the background so um, maybe it'll lead to eventually Darby and, and CM Punk against Wardlow and MGF and then 
Wait, are, are they still a team? I don't know. I'm, I'm lost with AEW. MJF and Wardlow still a thing? Aye, <laughs> yes. there's still a thing. They, they are still a thing. There's going to be a cool. break up there. Um, so, yeah, so you can get a tag team match and eventually leads to Punk versus MJF. And if the matches are fine, the promos are going to be blistering. So it's it's all going to be worthwhile for the for the old YouTube hits on Rampage to get them over that, that hump of, of uh, half a million viewers. Um, a bit of CM Punk and MJF uh, back and forth will be... Uh, must watch uh, television anyway. But uh, that that one, um, I don't know anything else. Christian Cage Cole is going to be absolutely solid. So you know that's going to be a good match, regardless, because it's two guys that always have good matches. Um, that that was two that really stood out. Uh, CM Punk Wardlow and and uh, Punk and, and Cage Cole, uh, two two that really jump out at me anyway. Yeah, absolutely, and. Tony Khan's to be believed we could be watching AEW pay-per-views on a streaming service much like the WWE Network soon Uh, Big Tony said an AEW streaming site could be coming soon with all episodes of (coughs) pardon me, Dynamite Dark all pay-per-views and all episodes of Rampage uh, in conjunction with Time Warner Um, another wrestling streaming service but you know I think it's like if there if people are paying Fight TV for access to, uh, would you call it? Oh, that that gets us Dynamite and Rampage yeah. live, and it's like three pound. Like it works at like three seventy after your like conversion cost for currency. So it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. So it's would you call it? It's, if they're paying Fight TV money to show them, and you know, splitting the money with Fight TV. They might as well just go into business for themselves and get their own get their own streaming service. aw.pivotshare.com <laughs> I can't wait for the pricing to get advertised. And they'll, they'll they'll get they'll throw them like nine <gasps> ninety eight. <laughs> oh, they'll just get they'll get a crowbar in. It'll be nine one one. That's what they'll they'll put it out as. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'd be very, very interested in that. But from AEW to WWE, apparently the annual TLC pay-per-view has been cancelled as WWE are going to have a January 1st pay-per-view called WWE Day 1. New Year's Revolution is rolling in its grave. Um, We bit annoyed here, Billy, that (laughs) TLC is cancelled right after we've had Extreme Rules with no... You know, could we not have done that before so we could add a few tables, ladders and chairs matches on the, a very tame Extreme Rules card? Um, yeah, I suppose. I'm, I'm still missing uh, the stairs stipulation. Uh, rest in peace, <laughs> tables, ladders and chairs and stairs. Um, what, a, what a time to be alive. Um, yeah, Extreme Rules is weird, wasn't it? With just one kind of extreme match uh, when we could have had that exact card put into TLC and throw in Tables, ladders, chairs, oh my. Uh, yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit odd. Uh, day one is an absolute terrible name for a, a pay-per-view. And who is going to stay up at one o'clock in the morning after an absolute, absolute getting absolutely fucked at uh, a new year in Hogmanay um, to watch WWE? Uh, just, oh, I can't, this is such a bad idea <laughs> in general. <laughs> oh. They can, they, actually, can try as, yep. they can try as hard as they want with this day one or what 
four days later, everyone's going to fucking forget about it when it's Wrestle Kingdom time. <laughs> yes, Grant and all four of the New Japan Wrestling fans <laughs> will forget all about day one to watch Wrestle Kingdom. New Year doesn't oh, start till that, that day. Like the New Year starts on the 4th of January for me. It's an, excuse, it's an excuse to start drinking beer at 7 in the morning. What mere an excuse do you need? We're Scottish. We don't need an excuse for a stop. <laughs> Hail to the stereotype. <laughs> well, from a TLC pay-per-view to a Saudi blood money pay-per-view, Crown Jewel... Um, Grant, I hate to admit that Saudi Arabia show has an absolutely banging card, but a Hell in a Cell match between Edge and Seth Rollins has just been added, and it looks absolutely amazing. I'm not going to lie, it actually does look like, like, like you know me, I didn't really watch WWE anymore, I'm actually going to watch that show because it's fucking banging looking, and lads, you can go to the cinema and watch it this time. Yes, Glasgow View is showing Crown Jewel. <laughs> Could you imagine getting like 200, 200 pissed wrestling fans into a cinema screen <laughs> for about five hours watching, watching a Friday? At least you'll see the end of it. Wasn't there a time that down down your guys' way that they stopped the pay-per-view an hour before it finished because uh, licensing stopped or something like that? I think Walkabout stopped serving for like the last two hours of a WrestleMania that ran long. Oh, I, I, thank God I never went to that. But I remember, like, folk, like pal, pals text me. It's like one of the animator beer, and I just sent a message back, like, I still have six. Get that in, Jane. <laughs> I, I always liked the idea of watching wrestling in a group until you watch wrestling in a group, and you're like, wish I was watching this myself. Could, <laughs> could pause yeah. it when I want. I could go to my bed when I want. Don't have to share any of the food. Ross, just be honest, it's just so you can sit with your fucking walloper out. <laughs> exactly, exactly, because when I did that at Stevens, people complained, and quite frankly, it really did put a dampener on my night. Um, like the gas in there. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. Um, Billy, Crown Jewel, um, you know, I, as a wrestling fan, I have absolutely no morals, so I will be watching. Um than me. Will you also be watching as a moralist puppet? Absolutely. Um, I, I, I like that they just don't don't say where it is, so it makes us feel like it's okay to watch it. Um, that, yeah, I, I, I will probably watch it. Don't know where is. Like, <laughs> I am shocked and appalled. Oh, I, don't, I don't need to know that. That's, that's all good. Uh, but no, uh, it's, it's, it'll be the... Oh, the la- I missed the last one. Extreme Rules is the only one I've missed since this pandemic crap began. So uh, I'm not... I'm not uh, having a, a missing pay-per-view streak for WWE start now. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to end up watching it. And it's saying that, how you guys saying that, that uh, I wouldn't want to go to the cinema to see it because you like, just watch it on your own. I'm the same. I'm trying to convince my wife to watch it. And then realising slowly, like, no, that means I have to actually watch it with her. And wrestling is fairly cringe at the best of times. And then to bring in a new fan to watch it and you're sitting there going, and at the end they'll be like, so you're entertained by this. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. Yes. Are you I know. sports entertained? <laughs> I like watching I big, big meaty men slap, slapping meat. That's my, that's my idea of a good time. <laughs> I remember you making minimise my tabs though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, Crown Jewel looks an absolute banger. And um, Brock Lesnar taking on 
Roman Reigns at the event for the Universal title. Brock Lesnar has now actually been advertised for the Royal Rumble. Who gives a fuck, Brock Lesnar? I do. <laughs> I love former Brock Lesnar. I, I love the new look. I were, your Pornhub history gave that one away. <laughs> <laughs> Big meaty goat man. I just can't wait to see how long he lets his hair grow. I'm just I'm just seeing if he's going to get it down to the old uh, get braided and look like a proper look like Thor by the end of it. I'm 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 more invested in Brock's hair than I am his matches, but I'll still watch it. <laughs> I can't wait for halfway through the match for him to pull his ponytail out and let his hair flow down, looking like a proper fight. I think that's how he beats Roman Reigns. He distracts him with the beauty of his hair. <laughs> <laughs> and I reckon, then he does it. I reckon when he does it, he'll, he'll probably gain like a second windy cardio because he'll look like he's blowing his arse out after five minutes, and then he'll be like, oh, well, that's why. Pull out the hair, and then, oh, there you go, it's an extra five minutes energy. <laughs> um, the Queen's Crown and the King of the Ring tournament finals will also take place in Saudi Arabia. Um, wee bit of controversy, people not happy at how short the first round matches for the Queen's Crown tournament have been. Um, I'm going to be honest, I didn't see the problem really, considering I'm old enough to remember, you know, King of the Ring qualifiers and Raw and SmackDown, you know, where people like Viscera and Big Boss Man got eliminated in the first round in like three minutes. You know what I mean? Like even shorter times than that when Big Show was fighting, you know, Big Show would go through like the first eight rounds winning in a minute and less. Who wants to see a 10 minute Dana, uh, Dana Brooke match? Who no are these one. people? No one. Absolutely. I agree. Corey Graves apparently got flack last week saying, um, how long are we going to say Dana Brooke has potential for, considering she's been on Raw and SmackDown for over six years? And I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, At some point, you just need to admit, oh, they're shit. And, and I, yeah, Tamina as well. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. I think the likes of Tony Storm, Grant, being beaten in that quick a time is... It is quite annoying considering we know what Tony Storm can do, but it's it's less a dig at her and more a more a first round <clears throat> sort of tradition where yeah the first round goes pretty quick. Yeah, I so so it's I mean to be honest, it's it's Queen's Crown, it's the first one, and people just will whinge about anything particularly. But yeah, seeing Tony Storm going out in the first round is is a bit cutting, but she's not got any story at the moment. She hasn't got a uh, story could have kickstarted at that point, sure, but uh, other ones that are kind of still hanging about in the tournament have got a little bit more establishment and maybe have a little bit of a story going uh, further into the tournament, like here. And I'm just panicking because I don't know who's still left in it. Uh, so you got like Liv and Carmella and all that kind of stuff. So who, who Carmella's, Carmella, Zelina Vega, uh, Drop, and um, Shayna Baszler. I've never been the biggest viper. Viper, Piper Niven, or Dewdrop fan. I, I, I That's think news to me, Ross. I think she's very <laughs> overrated. I, I do. I think she's very overrated. And the fact that I'm nearly getting NXT Shayna back and she stands in the way, I'm just like, oh God, please no, no. I, I, now that I know that it's Lena Vega and Carmella that's left the SmackDown site, I take back anything I said about uh, oh these are the established stories because oh my god how what a shite side on SmackDown that's left in this tournament. So, I mean, why, 
Like, who wants the, to see Carmella versus Zelina Vega? <laughs> it's just like, the booking of Tony uh, uh, Storm has been absolutely fucking criminal. Like so, someone needs done for that because she is a talented women's wrestler and she she is getting shattered with that booking. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I picked her wholly in the ESSR draft, full wealth banking on her winning Queen of the Ring, and she went out in less than two minutes. So you know what? No, I, I've changed my stance. I'm, I'm outraged at the booking. <laughs> um, but yeah, Shane is going to win surely. The Queen of Spades, all that, all that, right? I'm hoping. I, I really am hoping. Um, Grant, who do you have for King of the Ring? Xavier. It's to me. It, it's the most logical one. It's the one that every fan is pretty much behind. Pretty sure Vince would manage to piss off like the entire world if he doesn't put it to Xavier. But if it wasn't him, is, is Balor still in it? Is he a, is he a credible? Yeah, I think Balor beats Cesaro. I, I'd say I'd say if it's if it's not Xavier, it would be it would be Balor. That to me would be my kind of two picks. Sami Zayn was my pick, but Billy unfortunately is taking place in Saudi Arabia, and Sami Zayn has the audacity to be a different religion, so what, he's not he- allowed to go. <laughs> What was the point of him having? What was the point of him being in the tournament? We knew he wasn't going to get to the final because he's not going there. Uh, I agree with all of those two picks. Uh, Xavier and, and Finn would be my my two go to picks for winning the tournament as well because it seems like the most logical choice. And to be honest, I, I, I want to see King Xavier more than I want to see Finn Balor stuck with a crown looking like a right tit. Uh, yeah, give me King King Xavier King Woods all the way. Yeah, I think. Xavier Woods wouldn't need to go full king, but if he came out with a crown in that, you know, the New Day's sort of outlandish gimmick, he could make that work, you know what I mean? Whereas, I don't want to see Finn Balor dressing as a king. Like, you know, he could like, even turn the turn the crown down, you know, and some WWE surely can write it better, but like, no, I don't want to be the king, I'm always the prince or something like that, you know what I mean? It would be a way to make him out, like to do the heel turn by like turn like turning it down and going back to like the prince gimmick that he kind of done in NXT. Yeah, exactly. I think it'd be much better to do that. But moving on, I just get so much to talk about this week. Carmelo Hayes, the new NXT North American Champion, NXT 2.0, has its first sort of unestablished guy winning a championship. Um, so, uh, <coughs> me, excuse me, that's just me dying there as I try to talk to you about a very nice match. Um, <laughs> so, for those that haven't seen it, Swerve Scott and um, pa- no, Pablo Escobar, Santos Escobar. <laughs> Pablo Escobar had a cracking match at the weekend. No, uh, Santos Escobar had a great match with Swerve. It seemed obvious Swerve was going to drop the title, having now been drafted to SmackDown. Uh, Retains against retains against Santos, and then Carmelo Hayes comes out and cashes in his uh, breakout tournament uh, opportunity. I think we really needed a win here, Grant, after the last um, breakout tournament when uh, Jordan Miles, the former ACH, <laughs> won it and then immediately quit the company, calling everyone racist as they walked out the door. I like. I think this has been because I'll be honest, like NXT 2.0 has just has not been for me. Although Hayes really does deserve it, and yeah, they needed to use 
this opportunity wisely. And I, I felt it was good because the NXT title, I, I just think it wasn't ready f- for him to go into that, especially when you got Champa's holding it. He's got the likes of Brecker. He's got that new guy coming after him, Harlan, that looks like a mixture between a shaved Brock Lesnar and Sammy Callahan. And Uncle Fester. It's a very apt description. Throw a bit of Uncle Fester in there as well, as Billy said. Well, like the creepy face touching thing and that. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? But that's that's that could honestly be a whole different conversation in its own right. But to put in that North American title scene. It's it's a good one, and there's some very good champs in that North American title history. So he's in some good company, and there's lots of potential challengers for him. Yes, God bless Leo, not Leo Rush. Who was the wee guy that won it? Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff, yes. God bless Leon Ruff. So memorable, I forgot his name. <laughs> yeah, he is in there with a great class of people, and it's nice to see the first sort of new guy win a title. You know, you can't really count Champa. He's NXT original. He's sort of the sort of like when Chris Jericho won the AEW title. It was an established guy to take you into this new era. Carmelo Hayes, I've really enjoyed what I've seen from him. And the fact that I have him in my draft team is absolutely no reason why I thought, yeah, this is great. This is absolutely great. It's just a shame that most of the news coming out of it afterwards was, uh, God, Shawn Michaels looks old. Uh, uh, yes, old, man, old man Shawn over his shoulder. <laughs> old man Shawn and his hunting cabin. Like a really shit version of Logan. <laughs> um, well we talked a wee bit about the British uh, wrestling scene earlier on we talked about uh, Demo being back in ICW we have our main event for Fiend and Loven for the ICW World Championship vacated by Noam Dar uh, former Just Justice former Jackie Polo former best wrestler in Scotland former cowboy impersonator <laughs> now known as Jackson will take on Kez Evans uh, the square goal winner 2020. Not a not a bad main event. I I honestly panicked. I thought we were going to get Kez and BT Gun again because I do not like BT Gun. I, I just I don't. Um, but I'm glad we're getting what is seem does seem like a new main event, Billy. Uh, yeah. Um, right. So. Makes sense for Kez to be in there. He's, he's in the PWI 500, if anyone takes that seriously. But he is, he's in that. So f- fair enough, putting him in the main event. Well, the weirdest thing is, though, is uh, I got so, so much fucking heat, I suppose, from idiots uh, when I put up the spoiler results when I got them uh, for that first match. And then I got bits and pieces of the, the next show. And... Now ICW have put out the main event for Fear and Loathing, but they haven't actually aired the match that has Jackson qualify for it, which is odd. And they need to really sort out what they're doing with their social media because it, it's it's a case of, of they're airing on WWE Network, which is the canon line of it. That's what we're watching. And only 200 people get to see the actual what's happening now for it. But then they're putting out spoilers of a show that won't go out on WWE Network for two weeks. And and I'm going cross-eyed. Uh, the match itself, I don't know, probably be good. But most folk will be going to see Demo versus Andy Wilde if they're going to go at all. Um, there's there's still a little bit of, of bad... I think there's still a bit of... Uh, what's the word? A bit of a smell around ICW uh, that 
some people just won't go back and like Grant was saying, he, he's he's one of them that won't be going back. Um it, I don't know. It's 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 definitely something new and in a time where they need to get rid of some of the crap ones, then uh, why not? Throw throw Kez and Jackson in. Yeah, something fresh, something different. And, you know, I, I was a wee bit annoyed Kez never got a chance to cash in on Noam Dar. But, you know, when there's a pandemic going on, why would you loan your wrestlers out? That then brings up the conversation, why do we still have this WWE relationship? Is it clearly just about money? Answer, yes, it is. Um, I mean, it's something it's- new... Sorry, on you go, Grant. I mean, it is like on paper, like didn't get wrong as much as like I didn't like ICW, and I will give individual talents or props. And like I, I'm a, I'm a big like sort of like Jackie Polo Jackson fan, and Kez Evans. Plus, as I put it in the group chat, neither of them are beasts. So that's a, that's a great start to things, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> alleged, just for our lawyers who are listening, none of none of these people are alleged beasts. No one is a beast until proven guilty. <laughs> Jesus, I can just feel Stephen's like Stephen's chest tightening. Is Joey? Is Joey? Um, what's his face? Joey Ryan finds yet another person to sue. Oh God! Don't don't mention that name. <laughs> Sorry, Roy Giant finds a new person to sue. Roy Giant. That sounds like an STI. <laughs> there you go. Very fitting for him. Aye, exactly. <laughs> Moving away from that, Billy, would you like to talk about some positive um, Scottish wrestling news? Discovery is back this Sunday. It is, and they've they've got an absolutely fantastic card, which I don't have in front of me, but the, 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 it's absolutely packed. Um, and we'll just go onto uh, a very reputable Scottish wrestling website and uh, get their full well, card in front Grant- of me. I can't well, me and Grant talk for no reason whatsoever. We'll give you a chance to stall. So, Grant, stalling, stalling. I mean, I've, I've actually got. I'm on their Twitter now because I was checking some of the matches again for myself. Because I'm going to it on Sunday, and I've got my ticket for the anniversary show as well. And it's nice like, one. look, I'm really liking the card so far because it has got some of like the previously established guys, like Gene Money's back and things like that. So I'm ha- I'm buzzing about that. But the amount of debuts they've got as well, it makes me feel really quite confident because some of the debuts they've got are guys that I've seen coming up in the likes of Source and that um, a lot of them still to him matches actually confirmed and everything like that but it's it's honestly it's just I love Discovery it's it's always been probably my favourite promotion in Scotland like since I started going to it a few years back and I'm hoping they're going to hit the ground running again really and they've got one of my favourites right now Caleb Valhalla coming to Discovery he's just oh, the guy is forward to him Amazing. Uh, he's he's a he's a very beautiful man. I will say that uh, out loud. Uh, but it's he, just the card itself. It's pretty much. I wish I lived closer because it's, it's matches that I would just I need to see. I want to see Ian Skinner versus Aspen Faith. That's just a match I have to see because it's somehow, some way, hopefully they put it online afterwards. Because again, two two of my favourites. Um, Guess see Regina Rosendahl uh, make her debut. Um, who I haven't seen a lot of wrestling, but I interviewed her recently, and she's just determined, and she knows what she wants. She's, she's just going to be a, a big deal, I think, in Scotland especially. And, uh, of course, she's had Jean Money against Andy Wilde. Yeah, it's 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 a, definitely a slice of discovery um, when it, when you're bringing back established names like like Jean Money and and uh, the like, and then you've got your newer guys like you're saying. Uh, so you've got Caleb Valhalla, you've got Ian Skinner 
popping up and and uh, yeah it's just the card is looks incredible and i'm very jealous that <laughs> I, I live so far up north that uh, i can't justify a couple train a couple hundred quid on a train to get down the road i'm not staying on a mega bus because no uh so, so uh that, yeah, that's they train they trains on the sunday either the bloody train strikes because it's a shame because like you've even got the likes like ryan griffin's making his debut with athena and the main event being theodorus is finally getting his shot at joe henry Thank you for reminding me about the Griffin thing. It's not on the very reputable Scottish Wrestling website. I forgot about that. Uh, so yeah, that, that's gonna be cool. So yeah, it's 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 just what I need to see. After I mean, I got to see my first live wrestling just this past weekend. Uh, again, for the last for first time in two years. So seeing this card, I'm just like, yeah, wrestling's fine. It's gonna be good. The matches are gonna be great. Shows are gonna be fine. Just ignore the creepy companies and whoever creeps back in just ignore that for a second and just look at the good stuff which is like this discovery wrestling card uh, just some quick news stories before we move on to other stuff uh, impact wrestling now airing in russia uh, now a even bigger market for impact to get into impact using the forbidden door but also trying to stand on its own two feet which i really really like um, Sean Bennett, the WWE referee on National Coming Out has came out as gay. Uh, best of luck to him, and it's nice that we're in an era where people don't need to hide who they are. Um, Braun Strowman recently had his first post-WWE match under his real name, Adam, uh, defeating EC3 at Free the Narrative 2. And that leads us to our next story. He talked about um, being pissed off at wrestling fans for how they basically shit on the swamp fight with him and Bray Wyatt. Um, he said, we were filming for 23, 24 hours. I came in, uh, got home to my apartment, uh, took a shower and then passed out in the shower because I was so exhausted filming. Um, I, I do agree, Billy, that we as wrestling fans sometimes have, sometimes we shit on stuff and we don't know all the hard work that's went into it. But at the same time, no one was clamouring to watch Braun Strowman fight Bray Wyatt in a swamp. That took 23 hours and that's what we got. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I, I like to see what was on the... Actually, I don't want to see what's on the cutting room floor for that. That was awful. See, I, I hate that as a flex, like doing that whole, oh, well, we filmed for 23 or 24 hours and didn't take a break. That doesn't make you fucking clever. That's like, that's yeah, like yeah. when people that goes to work and goes, well, I've done a seven-hour shift and I never went to the toilet once, so you're telling me you've just pissed yourself. Aye, good for you, pal. What did that <laughs> get you? <laughs> Do you earn any more money for doing that? No, you didn't. You just sound like a tit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, takes us straight into a story I've just seen here on Bray Wyatt. My PC has decided to just refresh the story in. Take me away from what I was reading. He's going to appear in about full gear time, surely. Well, apart, according to Andrew Zarian of the Mat Men podcast, uh, Bray Wyatt was apparently, according to sources, a little difficult in the lead-up to his release. Uh, he had performance issues in the ring, as well as issues with his weight. It was also said that Wyatt just wasn't happy. These were not the reasons for Bray Wyatt's release, according to Zarian, but a number of issues led to the decision to cut the former WWE Universal Champion. Apparently, it was because of budget cuts, but many in the company believe because Wyatt brought in such strong merchandise money uh, that it was the other issues, the fact that his, his attitude had changed and 
Um, I think he was going through quite a lot. We forget how close he was to Brody Lee, the former Luke Harper. Um, it's a shame this has led to someone's release grant. Aye. It's it's one of those things like there was a lot of talk about him having issues outside the ring and that's why we hadn't seen him in so long. And if he wasn't happy, you know, the the release may end up being one of the best things because let's let's face it, he's going to go to Impact or AEW. It's pretty much a guarantee. When he does, I think we're going to see like a, a new guy. And I've seen like sometimes there's been pictures come out with him, like fans that have met him out and about. And some of the most recent pictures in the last month or so, he's looked absolutely brilliant. He's looked back in shape. It's unreal. Yeah, um, I'm just reading here. Unfortunately for Impact fans, Billy, it won't be at Bound for Glory. Bound for Glory is on the 23rd. Bray Wyatt becomes a free agent on the 29th. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, um, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> you try sound a bit interesting. <laughs> no, no. Um, it's hard to get interest in Impact, and it's just difficult. But they've got other debuts coming. Uh, Bound for Glory, which I'm sure we'll get onto, but uh, yeah, I I don't know what more you can do with, with if he's going to continue with this creepy kind of the fiend stuff, um, but not call it the fiend. I don't know what you call it, uh, the foe, uh, the fi, the fum. The who beast. knows? <laughs> the beast. That's it. That's the one. That's he's going to come out and uh, with a lollipop and uh, and and what have you. He's going to be called the beast. But uh, yeah, I don't know what much more Bray can do as that kind of character. But yeah, I want to see him just come back as a new guy. He could be, he could be Husky Harris for all I care. Uh, if he looks, if as long as he looks healthy and uh, enjoying himself, then that's, that's not in the way that, that we've already kind of discussed with tabs going down and what have you. But uh, yeah, so as long as he looks healthy and, and, and actually enjoying doing the work, then sure. Impact's definitely the place for him though. He would just get lost in the shuffle in the AW. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Um, some uh, one of the stories I forgot to mention in the the quickfire stuff. Uh, Solo Sikoa is going to make his NXT 2.0 debut soon. Uh, brother of the Usos, son of Rikishi. So nice to see another Samoan dynasty there. Let's hope he's a bit more Rikishi Fatu and a li- bit less, you know, Manu <laughs> <laughs> on the roster. Um, yeah, I, I do agree with um, what you said about. Bray Wyatt, like, there is, I think there's only so much you can do with certain characters, but maybe that's just because he constantly lost or maybe was overexposed in WWE. Maybe it will be different. I sound like I sound like a wife taking back a cheating husband. It will be different this time. He's apologised. He stopped stealing money at my purse. He put out a notes app apology, it's fine. <laughs> he told um, me it was just going to be the once. <laughs> Uh, and Impact this week, um, two big news stories. One, that there'll be a Battle Royal this week to determine the numbers for the Call Your Shot Battle Royal at Bound for Glory. Or, yeah. sorry, a Call Your, is it the Call Your Shot Gauntlet? Call Your Shot Gauntlet I, match. But they're having a Battle Royal to determine who's in the gauntlet. Um, and, of course, the former Iconics, now known as Inspiration, will be at Bound for Glory and they'll be taking on TK. That's actually going to be a really a really solid match. And I know that the sales of Kleenex due to Jack Graham are going to go through the roof that <laughs> night as well. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Billy, yeah. would you like to come in with some non-masturbation uh, conversation? 
Um, uh, uh, well, um, yeah, I, it, it's good to see that the, uh, all, all I can think of now when I see the inspiration is that story of, of uh, Cassie Lee uh, pretty much calling herself boring. And now every time I look at her, I mean, not that I look at her often, uh, in case my wife's listening. Uh, but yeah, she, she, yeah, I just look at her and go, you, you turned to a multi-millionaire who's running the company and told him that you're boring and then maybe been shocked that you got released soon afterwards. That's just like, come on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah good, good to see that the act's still going, though. Um, they've, they've got fairly good chemistry uh, when, when they're actually together. Why they're split up, we'll, we'll still never know. And uh, again, Impact. Again, it was Cassie Lee's idea. She pitched it. Gosh, it's crap at uh, pitching ideas, even if it is unboring. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe let Billy Kay or whoever her name is Je- Jessica, Jess, Jesse, Jessica, Jess, Billy Kay, uh, do the do the talking from now on. Yeah, like just, just sit there and shush. We'll, I'll get us a better deal. <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> I can just imagine, um, do you remember the, the infamous story of Virgil when WWE were trying to sign um, Papa Shango at the time, the future godfather, to be in the NWO and Virgil said, I'll do it for a hundred grand less and basically done himself out of a, the company where everyone went to make easy money, he done himself out of a hundred grand. <laughs> That's Virgil. Um, Virgil's going to Virgil. I've, um, I've just been fired an extra bit of news as well. By the way, Will Will Osprey's making his MLW debut in December. All right, is he facing anyone yet, or they've not confirmed who he's facing yet? But apparently, it's um, like this is a, a, a sort of a, a wee bit of a, a deal that's going to be going on that he's going to be making a few appearances for them. So that is an interesting one because that's New Japan again working with someone else who is also working with AEW. So more Forbidden Door action. Yeah, it's more like a forbidden house now. <laughs> um, I I don't like the term forbidden door, by the way. I think if it was like, it's a last resort, I need to get someone from somewhere else to beat you. Or I need to, you know, go, I need to open this forbidden door, which I'm not allowed to use. You know, when people just show up, it's less of a forbidden door and more of a, I guess a shout when you're here, mate. It's, <laughs> it's an <laughs> odd concept. Um, another wee bit of news I've got here, two more bits of news. Um, apparently WWE 2K22 DLC plans have reportedly been changed multiple times because of WWE releasing folk. Uh, WWE's released 54 superstars in 2021 uh, and the post-launch downloadable content for 2K22 has had to be altered heavily multiple times. Um, according to the report, the first DLC package was slated to be based around former NXT North American champion Bronson Reed. Um, <laughs> that is a weird one. I, I, I mean, I, I, just I like think Bronson Reed. I, just, I, I don't see. Sorry, there you go. I mean, they're worrying about their DLC plans. They need to actually make a fucking working game first. <laughs> I know, yeah. 2K20 was. Do you know what I hate? To, I get back in. Like, I, Get back into video games. Like I, I, I go, I go back and forward on video games. I got back into them uh, with when I moved house because I had no Wi-Fi when I first moved in. And when I got Wi-Fi, I went, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to see if I can get 2K19 dead cheap. 
and like the Xbox store hadn't reduced it because they knew 2K20 was crap. <laughs> they were trying to sell 2K20 for like six quid. I'm like, yeah, I'll keep the six quid. Um, and then you took an arrow to the knee. <laughs> it reportedly added that at least four <laughs> superstars who were released on August 6th were originally penciled in for 2K22. Due to the releases, the development teams at Visual Concepts and publishing 2K Sports were left scrambling for DLC plans, and at least two DLC packages have been scrapped in the past four months. Um, the SGO report also noted that instead of standard DLC packages, 2K Sports has discussed moving to a more service sort for roster updates, which is typically the norm for other 2K Sports titles. Um, they do it with FIFA every year as well at EA. Like, there is the option to, especially, let's say, say it's the end of one season and you're going to start a career mode, you have the option to start a season with the updated teams. So you can have all the players your team signed in the January transfer window and what have you, or you can start with the default squads. I wouldn't be against that. Well, there's I, plenty of room for the, the 10 versions of Triple H that they have in every year. <laughs> um, apparently the long awaited return of GM mode uh, and the talk of updating and giving like superstars in for free instead of DLC packs is because 2K wants to build goodwill again after basically shafting everyone with 2K21 uh, 2K20 sorry a game so bad that 2K21 doesn't exist <laughs> Oh, then we got Battleground, which is somehow worse. <laughs> it's it, honestly the DLC model is a lot of places are moving away from that these days because people are just starting to get fed up of paying so much money for different DLCs that it just isn't worth it. So they are a lot of them are moving like even the likes of like Call of Duty and stuff like that have moved away from things that yeah there is still stuff you can buy, but mostly like your actual content that you really want to use or play, it's free now because gamers are getting smarter. I saw a thing for FIFA the other day, the newest FIFA, um, and a lot of people were complaining that, you know, there's a lot of teams who don't have their third kit in the game. There's a lot of teams, big teams like Rangers and Celtic, places like Hamden that, you know, aren't in the game. Uh, but <coughs> you said big teams. That's no big teams. That's that, Those teams aren't big. <laughs> <laughs> big in the small world of Scottish football. Um <laughs> But, um, yeah, complaining that a lot of things are missing from FIFA and a lot of the stuff is just basically the same as last year, but they were offering DLC content and it was like football kits inspired by bands and you're just like, what? The, why? What a load of shit. <laughs> Bring back Create a Club Mode. Um, and I'm going to wrap up before we go into... Campbell's question, which he posts every week despite me telling him to stop it. Um, <laughs> a wee update on this year's Survivor Series, which also provides an update to the next two WrestleManias. Um, it looks like Dwayne The Rock Johnson will not be live at the 2021 Survivor Series pay-per-view, but WWE still want to plan uh, celebrate his 25th anniversary. Uh, it was reported earlier this year that WWE had plans for The Rock to appear live at Survivor Series uh, it was believed the Survivor Series appearance would also be the next move in a feud between The Rock and Roman Reigns to set up a match between the two at WrestleMania 38 in Dallas next April. Apparently, according to Andrew Zarian of the Matt Men podcast yet again, 
Um, the Rock is scheduled to be in Australia filming Young Rock around about the time of Survivor Series. And it's rumoured that WWE are going to push back Rock and Roman to WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles, not WrestleMania 38 in Dallas next year. Um, Rock v Roman Reigns, Billy, is that a match you want to see? Absolutely. And uh, yeah, Hollywood makes more sense for it to happen there because it's it's The Rock uh, and he's a big Hollywood star. I'm just hoping in the interim between that, uh, Jason Momoa decides to leave Aquaman and uh, <coughs> takes that role and we can get Black Adam versus Aquaman at WrestleMania <laughs> instead. Uh, a whole CGI thing, bring back the the, uh, the cinematic experience so we can get just Black Adam against Aquaman for the WWE Universal Championship. <laughs> um, that does sound interesting Billy um, put down whatever you're smoking <laughs> um, Grant do you think it makes more sense for The Rock to be in Hollywood for Wrestlemania I think it makes sense but I'll be honest I just didn't want to see The Rock back in WWE um, same as I didn't want to see John Cena back in WWE I'm just I'm, I'm fed up of seeing The Rock appearing in fucking everything these days to be honest I'm honestly waiting for the point where he just starts selling bog roll and everything as well, which I can't even go for a shite without him appearing. <laughs> well, that was a bit of a bit of a stretch there, but all right. <laughs> it's just it's one of those things. I'm just like WWE. I get why they like they bring out these sort of people for like the big the big numbers, the pop and stuff like that, but. There is going to become a point eventually in the next few years where what these guys are just too old and with their Hollywood contracts and that it's impossible for them to to do anything in the ring. So it's just like really focus on what you've got to now, build that up. I, I get the whole hype behind a, a rock and Roman storyline and feud and that. I get it. It's just not for me. Yeah, no, I I, I can understand why people don't want part timers back, but. Rock Roman, Rock Lesnar, these are two matches I want to see um, in WWE before before Rock eventually does retire. Apparently he's quietly retired. Yeah, I'll believe that when I see it. I think I think once Rock hits like maybe fifty two, that's when he's never coming back. I think that's the that's his cut off. Well, David Campbell after celebrating a bit too hard at the Saturday Draft Live 100 uh, <laughs> celebrations, which only the SDL hosts were invited to, it's all right, none of us wanted to go anyway, um, got a bit too hungover and forgot to post his weekly question that I don't ask him to post every week. But when you've promised people a question, you have to, you have to eventually get there. So instead of Campbell's question of, week it's going to be McLeod's musing and I'm going to ask our, <laughs> ask our panellists, with Crown Jewel taking place next week we've heard outlandish stories about certain people that the Saudi Prince has wanted to bring in which WWE it can be a legend, can be a former superstar can be anyone you want which WWE past superstar would you like to see return for a match at Crown Jewel and who would you like to see them face uh, Grant, I'll start with you. Like, like any any promotion of ours, that's just WWE. No, so any former WWE superstar, legend, jobber, in between, whatever, returns to the company for a Saudi Arabia show. Who would you like to see return, and who would you like to see them face? Yeah, I would love to see 
like from days days past, I would love to see um, Taka Mishinoku come back, make an appearance. Because that's still strong in New Japan. And now he's not been in New Japan for ages, ever since he got caught out for adultery. Oh, for God's sake, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would so, love that. I would love the idea of him going up um, against Val Venus. Two adulterers together. Yes, what a match, Grant. <laughs> I, th- I, I think like go, like getting Taka because um, he was he was absolutely brilliant to watch. And like if you could if you could get him back in a good wrestling shape, or, like. X pack just for a completely different kind of match. I think that could be quite fun. That would be a shout to sorry, not cruiserweights, light heavyweights of WWE's past. Billy, what about you? Do you like well, to that, see? That, that sounds like a really good match, which because make mine sound stupid now. Um, I thought if it's any um, consolation, Billy, I've got a feeling if you had to prefix it like that, it was already very stupid. <laughs> It was, but I thought everyone else was going to have stupid ones as well. Um, so yeah, I'll go uh, four-way guitar and a pole match. We've got <laughs> Elias, Rick Boogs, Jeff Jarrett, and Mount Man Mountain Rock. That's who the Saudi Prince wants. He wants Man Mountain Rock, Rock with his WWF guitar. That's 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 what he's paying his money for. I'm. What he uses when. An actual good match. One of yours went wild. I'd love to see Rikishi just show up. I'd love another. I'd, don't tell us who's going this time. Get your private jet and take take the cast of the still living cast of Legends House over to Saudi Arabia for the Greatest Royal Rumble. I want to see D'Lo Brown. I want to see Rikishi. I want to see half. I want to see the non-dead portion of the 2000 Royal Rumble in a Greatest Royal Rumble in 2022. All right. In fact, no, not even not even just a living part. I want to see the urn of the big boss man holding a nightstick <laughs> as one of the ends. Oh yeah, my was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever take a trip down to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Ross is going to hear the post fireworks being sponsored by Hain Folks Ashes fucking shot out <laughs> them as well, they do. <laughs> listen, I don't know if any of you listened to the Randy Orton show we did this week, but... Um, we talked about Scott went, Test has never been eliminated from the 2004 Royal Rumble. I went, no, but God eliminated him from the game of life in 2006. <laughs> His immunity win was only like, for so long. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, what up? I felt dirty after saying it. I never usually feel bad about things, but that one I was like, oh, God. Right, so... Before I disrespect uh, the memory of any other dead wrestlers, I think we're going to wrap things up here. <laughs> like to thank Grant and Billy for joining me this week. If you'd like to listen to past shows where we've also made fun of other dead wrestlers, well, go to your back catalogue on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. You can find us on I- uh, sorry, an- Apple for iPhone. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to be the next dead wrestler. We're on Android, Apple, Anchor. We're on everything. Spotify, iTunes, that was the word. I was thinking Apple Music. We're on, as Ross has a breakdown, we are also on iTunes, Android and Spotify. And we are on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, everything in between at Bonhoeff. Suplex Retweet. Eat, sleep, Suplex Retweet community. You can ask what the hell's happening happening to me as I have a breakdown or a malfunction at the end of this. 
I've been Ross McLeod. I'm going to get Haley to reboot my system, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs> Hello, I am Jack Graham. I am Scott McLeod. And I'm David Hockney. And you can catch us most in one of the greatest shows in the history of podcasts, Saturday Draft Live. You can tune in every Saturday to find out who on the ESSR has the best chance of playing the current season of our fantasy draft. As always, you can catch Saturday Draft Live on all good podcasting platforms. 